Listen. Listen, if you could just remain standing just for a few moments, I feel God in here. I, I, I really do feel the presence of God. And um, uh, for, just, for just a moment, can you just lift your hands and give God a worship with your voice? Well, can, can you do it without the music playing? Can, can, you, can, you, can you do it out of the abundance of your heart? Can you just give God a worship? Tell him how much you love him. Tell him how good he is. Tell him how much you adore him. Tell him, tell him how, how great he is, how, how wonderful he is. You are a good God. You're wonderful, God. You're merciful, God. You look beyond my faults and saw my knees. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. You deserve my praise. You deserve my worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. I, I'm, I am grateful to be here. Uh, I was thinking over there. I was like, okay, I've been in the men's conference all weekend and stuff. And, you know, I've been kind of speaking. So I got to like... Uh, you know, I had turned the bro code on the man code off, and I got to turn it back on. Because, <laughs> you, know, you know, with men, you know, we, we got real, real, real uh, over the last few days. Um, so, so I got to I gotta turn, switch it back on, you know, uh, this morning. But I, I do appreciate, listen, if you appreciate the best pastor in San Angelo, Texas, can you give him a thunderous appreciate? Yeah. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful um, for him allowing, you know, a young, you know, still wet behind the ears preacher come and stand in his place. So I totally, I, I'm totally grateful that I, I'm grateful for my brother, CJ, who's a great man of God. Uh, so I give him uh, honor. And for all the speakers, Joe Grimes, man, that, that is a wonderful brother. Um, I, I appreciate you. Come on. He's been good to me over the last few days. I met some of the coolest people I've ever met. Kylan, his, his, his worship, he's just a cool guy. Uh, man, just so many speakers. Uh, Jeff Peters, oh my goodness, his testimony is absolutely amazing. And, you know, I hate mentioning names. I always forget somebody, but for, just for everybody, um, you guys, are Freedom Fellowship has really treated me well, and I'm grateful. But can we get into the word? Uh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be going to Daniel. I'm going to start at the 26th verse. Daniel. Somebody's having a hard time finding Daniel in between Ezekiel and Hosea. Look over, help somebody out before they end up in 2nd Genesis. <laughs> Amen. Daniel 3. 26, I'm reading from New American Standard. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the furnace, of blazing fire. He responded and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come out, you servants of the Most High God, and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the midst of the fire. 27, the satraps, the, the prefects, the governors, and the king's high officials gathered around and saw in regard of these men that were that were fire at ooh, men that fire had no effect on their bodies of, of these men, nor was their hair on their head singed, nor were their trousers damaged, nor had the smell of fire, not even the smell of fire even come upon them. If I had to use that topic sermon 
for those who are note takers. I just came to encourage Freedom Fellowship. I, I, don't, I don't have any uh, fancy message today. I just came to tell some of you, many of you, or maybe all of you, you don't look like what you've been through. You don't look like what you've been through. If you matriculated through, you know, uh, church or Sunday school, one on, you know who the three Hebrew boys are. I mean, you, uh, it's, it's, you know, vacation Bible school lesson. It's been in all the Sunday school books. Um, it's, one, it's one of the Old Testament, most old or famous Old Testament passages um, that's ever been preached, studied, Bible study, um, uh, children's study, whatever the case may be. So many people, um, if you've been in church a little while, you know the story of the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that was not their original names. That was not their original names. Their original names was Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And so, so the first principle I want you guys to get out of this is be careful when you are around people who keep trying to take the you out of you. You see, you got to understand the reason Jesus' inner circle was, was small, when I say inner circle, I mean the closest he was to, the, the, three, the three disciples he was closest to. The reason it was so small because he needed to surround himself with individuals who will remind him of his ultimate destiny or will remind him of what he was here for. Now, this may be you know, eisegesis or conjecture, but I like it, so I'm going to say it anyway. Because in the Bible, Peter, James, and John, they've always, it's always mentioned Peter, James, and John. It's never John, Peter, James. It's never James, Peter, John. It's always Peter, James, and John. Peter, 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 Petros, stone to put another stone. Old Testament means law. Right? James, James, Jacob, Jacob. From the Hebrew word, uh, from the Hebrew name Jacob, which means supplanter, trickster. But here's one we don't we don't really hear that much in, in regards to the definition: replacer. That's also what his name means. John, gift of God or grace of God. So Jesus had to surround himself with people who were reminded of his ultimate destiny because he needed to know when he's in the Garden of Eden that the law must be replaced by grace. Be careful who you surround yourself with. The three Hebrew boys also were smart. They were, they were not, they were actually handpicked. They were handpicked by the king. King sent for smart, intelligent, wise young men. And to understand your purpose, here's why I, I see a bunch of youth over there and Here's kind of why I want to speak to you for a little bit. To really understand your purpose, you have to have some call, what I call the three C's. Clarity, competence, and concentration. Clarity. Clarity. In order to really do what you've been called to do, you have to be clear on it. Clarity comes through prayer. Clarity comes through reading your word. Clarity comes through understanding your gifts. Competency. To effectively understand your purpose, you have to define what is your this. What is your this? In fact, you need clarity on your competence. It's one of those things, because if you're not careful, I told the men this weekend, you can mix your passion up with your purpose because that's what you love to do. You see, talent is what you're capable of doing. 
Passion is what you love to do, and purpose is what you're supposed to be doing. Right? And if you're not careful, you'll get your passion mixed up with your purpose because you're, you're, just, you're, you're passionate about it. It's like, I'm going to go here. It's like those, we, we see a lot of athletics where you got that one kid who's like, I'm going to the NBA. I got aspirations going to the NBA. I'm passionate about it. I'm working hard. But they're like 5'7", a senior in high school, still on a JV team. I believe in miracles, but chances are <laughs> you're not going, but, you're, but they're passionate about it. So he needs the right competency. You, you, you see a lot sometimes, I, I see the entertainment all the time, and I, I look at some of these things, and who told you you could sing? <laughs> but because, you, because somebody pushed them towards that, somebody pushed them towards that, it pushed them off the path of purpose. Can, can, I, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I give you a perfect example? LeBron James. I believe LeBron James is walking in his purpose. Because, yes, he's passionate about basketball. Mm -hmm. He's talented at it, but also he uses basketball and his financial game to help others. He gives $30 million to scholarships every year. I believe part of his purpose was that he will use basketball to help others. Look how, look how his effect has, trans, has, has just completely transformed the city of Cleveland with just him. Right? So you have to have competency and clarity on your purpose. The last one, and, and here's another thing. It, it just came to me. We, we use this, you know, with Paul, you know, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And many times we, 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 we use that and we use it wrong. You got to understand when Paul was writing to many of the churches, a lot of the churches that he wrote to, he was writing certain things under the assumption that they were growing. So if, you, so, so if I believe if he was to write that today, he was writing that he said, I can do all things through Christ in the competency of my gifting. Yeah, yeah. I can do all things through Christ which gives me strength in the competency, in the clarity, in the understanding of what God has called me to do. Right? Last one, concentration. Where there, where there is no focus, the vision will fail. See, Satan can't take the vision, so he comes after your focus. The interesting thing that I see with, with Satan is you can only, he can only give you thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. Satan says he can only give you thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. He can't make you do anything. He can't make you get in a certain relationship. He can't make you. And, he, and here's the thing where I, I do a lot. I, I, I'm a young adult pastor, so I deal. It seems like young adults, all they want to talk about all the time is relationships. You know, in every group. It's like you can be talking about discipleship. It always leads to, well, I'm, just, I'm trying to disciple this guy I'm interested in. And I'm like, that's not what we're talking about right now. Like, <laughs> first of all, like, no, no, that, no. You have to get discipled first before you can disciple anybody. Like, but, but, but it, 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 it bothers me when, when I see these young people get into these relationships and they haven't prayed. They haven't sought God. You know, it reminds me of David when um, he came back and, all, and, the, and the people had burned the city and took the, the, the women and children. Um, and, you know, he, he went off to something and he prayed and he said, he asked God, shall I pursue? And God said, yes, pursue. 
and you shall recover all. The thing I take from that is to never pursue without permission. Never pursue without permission. Amen? So, so, so in verse 2, Nebuchadnezzar the king sent word to assemble the prefects, governors, counselors, treasurers, judges, uh, magistrates, and the rulers. Provinces from all the dedication, all, all to dedicate this, this, this golden calf, this golden stone, or this golden statue um, that he has created. What leaps out to me in that, in that verse is the willingness to capitulate so easily. All these leaders and high officials, and not one of them had the confidence to say something that's not right here. You see, you have to be careful because when you are a leader, when you are a leader, you have dominion over things. Right? We, okay, let me, let me back up. Let me put it this way. We see this. We, the best example is in the Garden of Eden. The serpent came to talk to Eve. The serpent didn't have any dominion over Eve. So whenever you don't have no authority over me, the only thing you can do is, is use deception. So the only thing you can do is, is manipulate me and misusing my own authority. Right? And whenever you believe a lie, you behave badly. Whenever you believe a lie, you behave badly. So, so you have to be careful who you allow your influences. Because Adam took from, he ate from the hand he trusted. He ate from the hand he trusted. Right? Influences. Influences. Your influences are important. You have to have a good heart. And everybody who has a good heart don't mean they have the right heart. Yeah, everybody who has a good heart doesn't mean they have the right heart for you. And, and I, 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 guess, I guess I'm partial because the, I guess I heard the young people are going off to camp or something like that. So, and I am a, a youth and young adult pastor, so I feel reason to pause right here. And you have to be careful, really careful, because somebody may say all the right things, but they don't have the right intentions for your life. Right? They don't have the right intentions from your life. And if you're not careful, you can find yourself giving your heart to the wrong person, them misusing your heart and not managing it correctly, and you ending up with a broken heart, and now you won't allow anybody into your heart. Right? I told the men, I told the men this weekend, because, because expectation breeds disappointment. When you expect something and it doesn't work out how you expected it to work out, you become disappointed. And if you're not careful, you'll build a wall over your heart instead of a gate. You see, a wall you can't get through. A wall is hard to bust through. A wall you have to chip at and work and, and, and dig at. A gate you allow to come in and out. But the thing is, you're still, you're still guarded by a gate. Think of your house. Yeah, they can get to the gate. They may come in, but after they come in, you observe who they are. When they get to, it's up to you to allow them into the door of your house. Because if you get in my gate and I see that there's something wrong with you, I can open up that same gate and let you out. (laughs) 
But here's where my sermon really starts. That was a long intro for nothing, right? <laughs> There are certain Jews who you have appointed, verse 12, over the administration of the promise of Babylon, namely Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, you got the tattletales, man, have disregarded. It's, it's funny to me because you, you, got, you got tattletales like, why are you so concerned with what I'm doing? If you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you, you can't, you can't, <laughs> I ain't going to deal with that. Because... <laughs> Because, because many times people are out of purpose because they're too busy hating on somebody else. If you were in purpose, I ain't got time to hate on you. I ain't got time to worry about what you're doing. Amen? But I digress. <laughs> you can see I've dealt with a lot of haters over a few years. The, these men, O King, have disregarded you. They do not serve your God or worship the golden image which you have set up. Now here's where things get interesting. Because, listen, 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 listen. I, 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 I'm going to try not to get excited, but I feel it. I feel it, I feel it. Because, the, because, because, here's where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're like, okay, no you didn't. You take us from where we came from. You changed our clothes. We put, we put these clothes on. This, this is for you. Then you decide to change our name. You want to rename us. You know, we, we even decide to eat a little bit of your food that y'all got here. But here's one thing we are not going to do. We are not going to bow to that image. Why am I not going to bow to that image? See, see, the problem in society today is that we have too many people bowing to things they shouldn't be bowing to. Right? Right? And, I, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, God's been too good to me to bow to something that's, nothing, that's never done nothing for me. He's, been, he's brought me over too much. He's took me through too much. And you think I'm going to bow to a golden image? No, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, King. I'm not going to do it. We are not going to bow to that. I, I bow, see, I bowed to drugs before. I bowed to addictions before. I bowed to sexual abuse. I bowed to bad relationships. I will not bow again because God has brought me out of that. And if he brought me out of that, I'm not going to take him back. I'm not going back to it. Listen, listen, listen. God, I feel it. I feel it now. Well, wait, wait one minute. Wait, wait one minute. Wait one minute. Verse 14. Verse 14. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you, that you do not serve my gods or worship my golden image that I have set up? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's true. Now, I'm going to start this music one more time. I'm going to start this music, and when this music plays, y'all better bow. But then verse, oh my goodness, Shad, this is where you got to be bold. This is where you got to have some, some strength, some gall. Shagrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer. Sometimes when you know who you serve, you ain't got to worry about giving an answer to your haters, people who don't like you. Sometimes the best response is no response at all. You see, if it be so, our God, who we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of the blazing fire. See, I just came to talk to, I just came to say one thing to some of y'all people in here, and that is he's able. 
That's it. He's able. He's able. I, I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what you're dealing with. I know that he's able to fix it. He's able to fix your finances. He's able to heal your body. He's able to fix that marriage. He's able to heal that broken heart. He's able to get that child to act right. He's able. But here's where it really gets good. But even if he doesn't, let it be known, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship that golden image. So I just can't. See, I really came to preach to the even if he don't, people. That means, yes, I know he's able to do it, but even if he don't, I'm still going to praise him. Even if he don't, I'm still going to worship him. Even if, see, listen, I don't care what it is that you're going through. You want to know how you give a nervous, a, a devil a nervous breakdown? Is that when you're sick in your body, you feel weak, you feel like you've gone through so much, you feel like you don't know where your next meal has come from, you wake up in the morning, hop out of bed, put a smile on your face, put a pep in your step, come up in here and say, if you do it or not, God, you're still able. I still worship you. I still give you glory because guess what? You're not, you're not praising him on what he's going to do. You're praising him on the flashback. You're praising him on things that he did for you. So if you did, you, if you did it back then, I know you can do it again. So that's why I'm praising you on this morning. Come on and give God. I'll give you 10 seconds to give God a crazy praise. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, one, release it, release it, release it. He's able, he's able. I know he's able. He'll do it for you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I, ooh, oh my God. Listen, I, 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 can't, I came to speak over some things on somebody's life and say that you shall live and not die. I don't know who it is in here. You shall live and not die. You shall not go under. I serve a God that's able to do it. I serve a God who's able to fix it. I serve a God who was stepping. He, here's what I love about God. Even though he did not keep them from the fire, he stepped in there with them. That's the kind of God I serve. That's the kind of God I serve. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, wait, 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 wait. Verse 23, and I'm done, y'all. I'm not... But the three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell into the midst of the furnace of the blazing fire. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astounded and stood up in haste. He said to his high officials, was there not three? Now, I know I got some sense. And I know what we put in there. But was there not three men that we placed in the fire? But I see. Okay, was there not three men? Okay, let me come to you. Okay, I paid this bill. Paid this bill. Paid my tithes. I'm not supposed to have any money left, but I still got some left. I walked into the doctor. We saw what was on the, on the little x-ray, but then I came back today and the doctor said, I don't know what happened because it's not there no more. He said, I look and see four men walking around unharmed. Ooh, can I tell you about the fourth man? Do I have time to tell you about the fourth man? You see, the fourth man is Ezekiel's will in the middle of a will. 
The fourth man is Israel's deliverer and Ruth's kinsman's redeemer. The fourth man was born in a manger, visited by strangers, surrounded by danger, but became a world changer. The fourth man is the rock of ages. The fourth man is my deliverer. The fourth man is my healer. The fourth man is my mother. The fourth man is my father. The fourth man is my deliverer. The fourth man is my peace. Can I tell you about the fourth man? Yeah, the fourth man, death couldn't shake him. And the grave couldn't hold him. Can I tell you about the fourth man? The fourth man is my savior. The fourth man is my lily in the valley. Can I tell you about the fourth man? The fourth man walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me that I'm in his own. The fourth man calls me righteous before I was righteous. The fourth man called me holy before I was holy. The fourth man sits at the right hand of God and intercedes for me when I'm not acting right. Can I tell you about the fourth man? No matter what you have been through, this text, this story talks about who's a real survivor. Y'all thank God for Beyonce and Jesse Child and all them, but you know what? Sometimes you gotta look and say, I'm a real survivor. I'm a real survivor. I'm a let, wake up in your mother and say, I'm a real survivor. I survived that. I survived that heartbreak. I survived cancer. I survived my first divorce. I survived prison. I survived drugs. I survived alcohol addiction. And guess what? If I survived all of that, I'ma survive this too. I feel God in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody stand up and give God a crazy praise. Listen, listen, while you're still standing, listen, I, 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 I'm, I'm always sensitive to the spirit. And I feel God saying, this is the time to move. Sometimes you got to abandon the rest of your sermon to flow with God. And I believe that there's some people in here who's had doubts, who's had, who had, who's had disappointment, who said, I don't know if he's able to do it. And he, he sent me here to encourage you and say, yes, he is. And guess what? If he doesn't do it, you still win. If he doesn't fix it, he, I, I told him, I said, listen, meantime you say, well, God's not answering my prayers. He is answering it. The answer is no. If you haven't gotten it, the answer is no. Right? But even God's no is still a yes because most of the time his no just means not him, not that way, not that door, but I'm going to get you to where I want you to go, just not that way. So listen, I'm, I'm going I'm to ask that worship to just come up and play, play something, play something because I, I just feel that some people need to cry out. Somebody, somebody, some of you came in here with some, some heavy heart, some weight on you. And, 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 and I, and I want to give some time to worship. Sometimes we just got to move out of the way and let, when we time to show, we rush God. We rush things. I don't want to rush, I don't want to, uh, it's not about me. Yeah, I got some more stuff in this sermon, but, but, but I feel, he said, he said, this is the moment right here. This is, this is where I want to move. I want to move right now. So I don't care who you are. 
if you need God to do something in your life, if you're having doubts about something, if you just need to be encouraged and strengthened, I want you to run to this altar. Run, don't, don't worry about nobody else. Don't worry about nobody else. And when, Come on, come on, come on. Don't worry about this. Is, this is your time. It's not about me. It's about you and God. It's about you and God. And can we get the worship lights on? Because we're just going to worship for a moment. I may come and lay hands, come and pray. But this is what we call a God moment. A God moment. 